Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Everybody, it is another Monday. How you doing? <laughs> oh, welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. We're two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth. The, the Bachelorette. Bachelorette. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And we just watched episode six. Seven. I don't know why I do this every, <laughs> every episode. I'm like, we just watched episode, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the numbers. Why do I keep setting myself up? So stupid. We just watched the latest episode. Yeah. Y'all know what we're talking about. Um, and a lot of drama. These guys mm-hmm. are starting to go crazy. And Becca is not here for it. She is just... She just looks tired. She's just tired That's of the bullshit. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. She doesn't even look annoyed. She just Mm-mm. looks over it. Just Literally completely tired. done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said a couple times, like, she's emotionally exhausted. And that's, like, one of the worst exhaustions. Not even just physical exhaustion, but when you're just so emotionally spent, like, mm-hmm. that's when you really just are tired. Just want to yeah. sit down and have a nap and not, like, not talk to anyone. She's constantly talking about her feelings yeah. multiple mm-hmm. with multiple people all the time. That is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I hear her. What are your initial thoughts on this episode? So my initial thoughts is I was watching this and I was like, oh, you know, because I always say you guys to Natasha, oh, I've never watched this before. Like, is this how it happens usually? And this is the first season where I can say that I've seen The Bachelorette this point before. Yes. With Rachel. And yeah, with Rachel. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like this is an excessive amount of petty drama. Yes. This is getting to be really excessive. Yes. This is take it from um, someone who's seen multiple seasons of the show. This season feels right. particularly petty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think because Rachel's season had real serious drama because there was a serious racist in the mm-hmm. house, it was a lot more. Maybe the guys bonded a little bit better, even. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But like even with Garrett and even with Lincoln being a sex offender, mm. it's still they're still fighting about like petty bullshit yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> i don't really know 
know what that's about. Right. Um, also, there's a lot of really cheap dates on this season, and I'm not loving it, mm. but... It is a lot of cheap experiences. <laughs> yeah, a lot of like, so we're just going to spend the day exploring <laughs> Yes, exploring! But there's no actual activity set. They're just walking around. No. Yeah. No. Which, to be fair, no. I, in the real world, that is a more realistic date than That's true. half of the bullshit they'd be doing on The, yeah. on the Bachelor. But yeah, but the budget's not there. They're not. I mean, nope. at least let them cruise around in like a cool car or like cruise around right. with like some cool perk. It's just like, nah, y'all just gonna walk around Richmond for two hours. <laughs> oh my god, Ari went to Italy, he went to Paris, he went to all mm-hmm. over the place. And this girl is getting mm. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, they're, yeah, she's getting a lot of domestic dates. Where's the international <laughs> stuff? I mean, we're going to the Bahamas next week, they said. Yeah, I hope right. from there it's going to start the international leg of the show. <laughs> like, yeah, I hope so too, because the Bahamas is not that far. No, that might as well be domestic. I mean, <laughs> it's literally going to Miami. like <laughs> Literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are my initial thoughts. What about you, friend? Okay, initial thoughts. I am kind of a fan of Jason, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. He really came through. I, we said last season, like or last episode, like I was hoping that he, we would see him this episode because he's always mm-hmm. getting one of the first date roses, but we have no idea who this person is, like <laughs> whatsoever. Clearly, she likes him a lot, but we didn't get to see it. Um, but I, I'm a, I'm kind of a Jason fan. I like he feels very to me. He feels very like no nonsense. He's stayed out of the drama mm-hmm. in the house. And just the way he, we'll get into his date, but like, the way he said certain things, it felt like, if it read genuine to me. Yeah, definitely. Versus a lot of the guys are saying a lot of emptiness words. Even we'll talk about Leo's date. Leo's date, I wasn't really mm, oh here for it. God. Yeah, I was on Instagram during Leo's date. Yeah, anyway. I had zoned out a lot <laughs> on that date. <laughs> Um, but with Jason, I felt a kind of sincerity from him, yeah. and I like that because Becca is like clearly not here for the bullshit, and she's been dealing with a lot mm-hmm. of bullshit, and I feel like he's one of the good guys, and so yeah. I, I just got a good read on him. I like him. Nice. Um, so that was a thought. I also, initial thought, um, Chris, there's always the one person in every single season of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette who is the Chris. Like, they they mm. end up sending themselves home because they just can't <laughs> hack it on the show. Yeah. they yeah. The show brings out the worst in them. And, like, Chris mm-hmm. literally looks like a lunatic. And yeah. he's getting a horrendous edit. <laughs> um, he could, The funny thing is, like, he could be, like, a decent guy in, in real life. But in this process, yes. he cannot hack it. And he is oh bringing out God. the worst. Crystal was the same way. Crystal, yep. maybe in real life, she was actually like, I mean, we clowned her a ton on the show, but she could have been just like a real human, like a decent person. But yeah, in the show, like this very weird vacuum of like competitiveness and you have producers who are like preying on you all the time mm-hmm. um, or preying on your vulnerabilities. There's always that one person who cannot hack it and they end up literally sending himself home. He was his own worst enemy. On yep. this this episode and the past episodes, like everything was going yep. well with him and Becca for the most part, and he basically talks himself into lunacy. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> it's now home. Like, yeah. 
so, so I crazy. felt that same way about Chris. I felt like this guy is perfectly nice and he is out here looking a fool. Looking a fool, looking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely unhinged. Yeah. Good yeah. lord. So, so yeah, that was my initial thoughts, but we'll get into all of that. Of course, we have a few announcements. We have a very exciting announcement. Yes. Um, very, very so exciting. definitely stick around. Don't speed ahead. Firstly, want to encourage everybody to hit us up on Twitter and email and Facebook. We're very live and active. Our Twitter handle mm-hmm. is the number two BLK girls, the number one Rose. And our email, if you want to email us, you'll get a shout out. We love you. Is the number two black girls, the number one rose at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And hit us up on Facebook. Search two black girls, one rose on Facebook. So we always encourage you guys every single week to please rate, review, subscribe. Justine mm-hmm. and I have now decided that we want to do a very special contest. So we've decided, you know, through the reviews and the emails and everything that we get, we really want a way to, like, interact with you guys a bit more. Um, that's the first thing. Second thing is we really want to increase our reviews on, into- on mm-hmm. iTunes um, because we want to help grow this community and help get Two Black Girls, One Rose out there and have more people find us in the podcast world. And so we are doing a contest where we will choose one lucky iTunes reviewer to call into the podcast and you'll get to kiki with Justine and I a little bit and also give you the opportunity to share with everybody your get me to Wakanda moment, your nigga you ain't shit moment, and your Becca UII moment. Um, and so we're very excited for this little contest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is super exciting. Super exciting. So basically how this is going to work. Between now and mark your calendars for Thursday, July 19th, we want to encourage you to run over to iTunes. Please rate us, write us a review. On Thursday the 19th, we will be choosing one review at random, and we will announce the username of the lucky reviewer on our Twitter and our Facebook. So please go over and follow us on social media so you can see the Mm -hmm. winner. Um, and we will announce the username and we'll urge that person to get in contact with us and then we'll have you come on to our July 23rd show and record with Mm. us. Which should be a good episode. Two weeks from now should be either Hometowns or Fantasy Suites or something. Yeah, it's going to be something juicy, juicy, something international. It's going to be rolled down to the wire, so we are very excited to bring somebody on here to spend a couple moments kicking with us and hear what Mm -hmm. are your, you know, moments from the episode. So yep. starting today, run on over if you haven't already. We we tell you every week. <laughs> yeah. Now really don't do it if you want to be a, if you want to come and chit chat with us. All right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we now also want to chat a little bit about some church announcements. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. Out program. Three do we church announcements. Emails this week. So we had one email from Shulier. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right because your email was so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, she talked about the time when we compared Miss Becca M to the ladies who sell shea butter on 125th, <laughs> um, which is 
Um, what I remember that outfit so vividly. So mm-hmm. thank you, Shirley, yes. for reminding us. <laughs> Shout out to our Harlem <laughs> listeners, because Shirley yeah. lives in Harlem. Shout out, love it. I know they exist, but this is the first Harlem like listener email we've gotten, so that was very exciting. Yeah. Because she knows mm-hmm. she. That means you get our references. We talk about La Marina all the time, and yes, the cynically selling shea butter. Like she gets it. She knows. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. Um, and then we got another really fascinating yet sweet and lovely email all at the same time from Lainey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. also shout out to Lainey's boyfriend Colton. Yes. <laughs> who found us. And I am still baffled as to Colton finding us yes, before Lainey before did. Before Lainey. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, she said that she found us through her boyfriend Colton and how they laugh with us every week. And they are, you know, uh, white as toast and still <laughs> love what we say. Um, so thank you, Lainey. That was really, really funny to read. Yes. <laughs> Loved your email. Loved your description as a basic, tiny, blonde, white girl. <laughs> Just yes. living in her truth. <laughs> Appreciate yes. it. Love it. Um, and then we got a email from Joy. And Joy was spilling all of the um, kind of production details behind being one of those extras who's sharing in them concerts Mm -hmm. for absolutely no one. Um, And she was in the date this week. She is uh, from Virginia and she was an extra in, I believe, the Beck election. (laughs) Oh, jeez. You think it was that? Um, I thought it was the date with... um... Actually, I don't really know. It could be the Beck election or the one-on-one with what's his face, Leo. Leo. Didn't she say that Maybe somebody was. was performing? She did. She said that Morgan Evans was performing. I remember the name yeah. because it sounded like literally anyone. <laughs> so she, yeah, um, it was the Leo date then. She was on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she had to like dress in jewel tones, and whenever you go to a talk show, it's the same thing. Yeah, it is. You have to dress in jewel tones and not no patterns, no white. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that you know you had to like cheer at certain times and all the all the like behind the scenes stuff. You got to wait around for the people. You got to wait around for them to set up everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of waiting. Um, yeah, lots and lots of waiting around. So. Thanks, Joy, for that insight. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Very, very cool. It's interesting when people, like, hear, or I'm wondering how, like, I don't know if she addressed this in her email, like, how they hear that The Bachelor's, like, coming to their town to film. Yeah. And, like... I think she uh, did. I think her friend told her. Or something. Yeah. That's so interesting. In New York, there's always filming something, so we would never know. <laughs> always. And they never need anyone. And they don't need nobody because there's a, mil- a million people already lined up for everything. Million people. <laughs> there's no reason to pay anyone. No reason to tell nope. anybody dressed in a jewel tone. Mm-mm. Nothing. And people in New York love waiting. They love waiting on a good line. <laughs> they, they do. do. They do. That's the thing. If they were recording, if they were filming The Bachelor in Harlem or like anywhere, people, tourists would just be lined up for it. They don't even know if they're lined up for it. Yeah. But they'd get a full room yeah. of extras like real quick. So. Yep. Thank you, Joy, for sharing your perspective because probably yes. heard it otherwise. Um, is that it for church announcements? That's it. All right. Do you know what time it is, guys? Oh, girl, it is finally time, <laughs> it is girl. It is finally time. It is time for a Peter and Peter and Update. Oh, my God. 
Is this our first for the season? Yeah. <laughs> and Becca has been to like three places. Right. <laughs> Peter and Eric, our original booze. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll go first. Peter ain't doing shit. This is obviously about nope. an Eric update, <laughs> but I had to just put in something for Peter. Peter is still just working out, playing with his dog, selling Aww. like random products on Instagram. I was about to and say, is he selling? Good. good. Still selling some some stuff. Yeah. Just good. I, I'm not interested, so I don't even know what he's selling. <laughs> just like random <laughs> shit. One thing I did notice though, like his Instagram followers, he's at 105. No, 100. Whoa. 501. Yeah, I was like, whoa, it dropped like that? <laughs> okay. He has 501,000 Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. His followers are dropping. Yeah, I'm sure. Because when he left the season, I'm almost sure he was at 500. At one point, I'm almost positive he was at 550,000. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. He was at 501. So, like, that's very interesting. Like, the followers are falling off. What does that yeah. mean for his brand? Does he give a shit? <laughs> like He must because he's doing sponsored content. Right. And for, I mean, I don't even know how this shit works, but you need followers and hopefully like an uptick of followers. So if your followers are dropping, I don't know what that means for business, but yeah, um, I still follow. I think it has to do with like percentage engagement. Maybe that. Yeah. Like, are but, half of these so. followers, like, Russian bots, or do they actually engage and, like, like the tweets and things? I don't know. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's my little update for Peter. What about nice. your man, Eric? Well, my man, Eric, is going to paradise. He's going to paradise! <laughs> <laughs> and shout out, big shout out to Laura and Will, uh, both of who emailed us with um, this update. They didn't get it during the church announcements, but thanks guys for emailing us complete with his headshot um (laughs) his shirtless headshot thank you so much Uh, (laughs) oh my god i'm a little nervous because the last time my man was on a show like this he did not make it far he didn't make it past the first episode (laughs) sure didn't (laughs) sure did not sure didn't so hopefully he fares better so yes bachelor in paradise cast was announced i'm very excited this cast looks crazy Yes, it looks good. It looks good. I'm more excited for Bachelor in Paradise than I am for this here season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm ready. So, aside from Eric being there, which we're obviously excited to see, hopefully yes. he fares better. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we do want to quickly go through the cast, because I know once they announced the cast, like a lot of people on Twitter were talking. Like I think the general consensus is that people are very excited. Yeah. A lot of good people on this cast. Yeah. So we'll go through them quickly. First up, Angela from Nick Vial season. I don't know who this is, so no clue. she's very pretty. I'm sure she'll be a hot commodity, but I don't know who yep. she is. Next is Annalise. Annalise. I'm surprised she got on the plane. I'm surprised she's staying at the hotel. Did she swim in the pool? Is she drinking the drinks? What are the memories? What are the triggers that are going to pop up? What are the memories? Oh my god. Annalise is in paradise. This is... She she is shaping up to be the next Ashley I. Because Ashley I was like the emotional oh, yeah. girl. She was a good crier. They could always rely on her for some tears. So I feel like now she's married, or not married, she's engaged and is yeah. moving on to greener pastures. And Annalise might wedge herself into that little 
a little uh, slot there. We'll see. Yeah. She looks great in her photo. I'll give her that. Yeah, she does. So good. Um, next is Astrid from Nick Vial season. I don't know her. So on Nick Vial, did you watch Nick season? No. I only watched the last two episodes. The last two episodes. So Nick season, there were like three or four girls who looked literally exactly the same. They were <laughs> tall, skinny, brunette uh, mm-hmm. white girls, the same length of hair, mm-hmm. same general bone structure. Like, they all yeah. looked the same. She was of that package, and like all of those girls, I just never paid attention to her. I didn't get to know them at all. I was too focused on like getting to know Rachel. And basically that was it. So, <laughs> Ashton is one of those girls. She made it fairly far that I do remember, but I just don't know anything about her. Yeah, she looks like Vanessa, the one he picked. Right. Vanessa was part of the pack. Yeah. Vanessa, Ashton, mm-hmm. there was like two other girls. They all looked exactly the same to me. So, we'll, we'll see Ashton in paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, our girl Bibiana is going to be there. Our girl. Back at it. This is her third chance of love. <laughs> Oh my god, it is. It's her third chance. Oh my gosh. Oh, she was a hot god. she was a hot commodity in winter games, so I could yeah, definitely see her being fully in her element here. This is she's on the beach. This is her literal yes, this like is element. More yeah. her style. More her style. Yeah. So excited to watch bids. Um Chelsea from Ari season. Yeah. Our, Chelsea the mama. The resident uh I was gonna say the resident baby mama. No. The resident <laughs> single mama. <laughs> Or baby mama. She's yeah. a mother. We'll give her that. Snap. Best title in the world. And she's mm-hmm. here looking for love. We'll see who yep. she rocks out to. Next is David from mm-hmm. uh, Becca's season. Who, uh, he ain't gonna get no action in Paradise. None. None. You guys, his photo is literally the collarbone up, and I could tell he's short. Yeah. He looks like he's on his knees. Like, <laughs> yep. You could tell he's petite. <laughs> very, very petite oh, stature. Man. There's some big dudes coming into this house. He's not even going to be looked like. Mm-hmm. They literally will not even be able to see him because he's so nope. small. And mm-hmm. being overpowered by all the other greatness that's going to be on the show. Yeah. And so, yeah, David, he's just going to be there to, like, cause drama slash might yeah. go home, like, the first night because ain't nobody going to be yeah. for him. So that's him. Uh, Eric, we already talked about. Very excited. Love. Oh, Lord. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, Y'all, grocery store Joe mm. looks like a meal and a snack. Looks like and a buffet. A full-on all-inclusive buffet in this year photo every time i see him like on instagram on twitter he just gets better looking he didn't look like this on next season (laughs) and he was cute he was so cute cute. and i don't know how he's getting cuter literally by the day yeah with every new photo i see and he's i love following him on um on Instagram, he yeah. You know, he like re- on his Instagram live, he like reviews quote unquote reviews restaurants <laughs> in his own yes. way, and it's always like so choppy. He's like, I'm at uh, Bob's Burgers, and <laughs> then he like look off to the corner, like say something to his friend. He's like, okay, so I'm back, and I'm about to eat this burger. I'll let you know how it is. And then the next photo is like a screenshot of the burger, and he's like C plus. <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of review. Clearly not getting any social media like influencer training. You don't nope. know what he's doing. None. Love him. None. He's just so endearing. He looks 
fucking beautiful in this photo. He looks so fine. Jesus Christ. I don't, I'm like really protective of Joe, so I don't know who. John? Oh, no, Joe. Joe. Who he's going, and John, speaking up next is John. Venmo John, also going to be in Paradise, who we said at the last, end the last episode that we were not wanting to see him in Paradise because we think he's better than us. Mm -hmm. Um, But Joe and John, I'm very, very, very protective of. Yeah. I don't know who in this house they are going to end up with. I'm nervous. Me too, because nobody's good enough. Because honestly, yeah. Joe really needs to pick me up and swoop me over to Chicago. Mm-hmm. That really just needs to happen. <laughs> and then John has millions of dollars. So so what? <laughs> like what? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you gonna do with uh, what's her name? I even forget all their names already. I don't even know Astrid or whatever. <laughs> like Astrid, yeah. What are you gonna do? With her? Basically, we are meant to be with these guys. And... Right. <laughs> No one is good so, enough because the standard is just seeing no. Natasha. So exactly, and these girls don't live up to that. No, of course not. <laughs> so yeah, very excited to see more of them, but also anxious to yeah. see who the hell they're going to end up with and whether or not mm-hmm. we're going to like them by the end of Paradise. <laughs> because oh my god, the show has so the potential sad. to make them make anyone out to be just a complete I mean Dean by the end of last season nobody fucked yeah. with Dean like after yeah. his stint in Bachelor in Paradise so a little nervous about Joe and John um next we have Jordan of course we already know he was gonna Bye. be in Paradise yeah yeah then Kendall will be in Paradise no surprise there no surprise not really excited to see her I find Kendall very boring I just yeah, they try to make her interesting because she does weird stuff, yeah. but she's boring. But she's just boring. <laughs> yeah. And also, I feel like the type of guy that Kendall, the type of guy that's like on her wavelength, isn't mm-hmm. a type of guy that goes on The Bachelor, <laughs> The Bachelor no. in Paradise or whatever. Nope. So she's gonna be having these like forced relationship with these guys that like just clearly aren't even like a good match for her. Right. So, whatever. Uh, Kenny. Kenny King, Pitbull, Kenny, Pitbull King, Kenny, whatever his name is. All right, you don't have to say his whole, like, <laughs> you his don't have to, do to Kenny. <laughs> Kenny is going to be there. Maybe Kenny and uh, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Both Two parents. parents. <laughs> come together. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, next is Kevin, Bachelor in Winter Games Bachelor oh my Canada God. Kevin who he is not cute I'm sorry he's <laughs> not cute this picture is not cute uh, he looks like he's a great body Kevin he's got a great so, body but we're gonna just go on that yeah he has the makings to be like a a hunk I know we talked about this in Winter Games like he yeah he's supposed to be like textbook like hunk but the face isn't working for me Sorry. Let me tell you something. That forehead, that forehead is a seven head. The My forehead, yeah, and the hair. It's like a little thin on the thinner side. <gasps> he's got to no. hit up Leo for his deep conditioning treatment. Oh my god, he does. Because <laughs> he's doing something right, and Kevin is. <laughs> Kevin ain't looked like it's breaking. <laughs> Needs a protein Needs treatment. A protein treatment. <laughs> Um, Crystal, Crazy Crystal is going to be there. Of course. Everybody's yeah. talking on Twitter that they want to see Crystal and Jordan. 
together. Oh, yeah. They seem to be made for each other, so. I guess so. We'll see if any love match there. Um, Nick, tracksuit lawyer Nick, oh, the white Josiah God. is going to be there. The white Josiah. <laughs> He's going to be there. He has a yeah. very nice body. He looks cute in his picture. You know what, girl? Really you know. go ahead. I'm, I'm just saying an objective statement. I don't want him. I'm not going for Don't go ahead. Don't give him me. I don't want him. Like, I'm just saying. He looks cute. Moving on. Nisha. Nisha from Ari Season. One of the black girls guys. who obviously went home because like, <laughs> there could only be one. And, or, yeah, once. Yen was the only one that really went through. Um, yeah. So we don't know Nisha at all. But you know, she's mm-hmm. black. We'll be rooting for her. And she'll be there. Yep. In yep. paradise. Um, Bachelor Nation's favorite Tia mm-hmm. will be there. Another boar. Another boar. And yeah, I'm just yeah, I don't really care about talking about Tia, Tia actually. Yep. Nope. Um, and then our bartenders, Wills, Will, not Wills. Fuck, I keep messing these people up. <laughs> Wells. <laughs> Wells from JoJo season, and he was Bachelor in Paradise bartender last season. He's mm-hmm. also dating a homegirl from Modern Family, Sarah. Modern Family. Himes, I want to say. Himes. Oh, the one who plays the oldest daughter. The one who plays the oldest daughter. He he he's hit the jackpot. Wow. He's hit Bachelor he's jackpot. He found a real celebrity. Yeah. With that syndication money. Right. Got him a good okay, one. Okay, Wells. They've been dating for a hot minute, so he's just the bartender. And then yeah. Yuki. Yuki from Bachelor in Japan. Who, who is <laughs> making everyone like water? Like, what is what she going to make, make everyone? Yeah, has she been young, uh, old enough to even drink? She's, how old who was knows? she? She's like 19. I, don't, I think she was like 20. So young, but she'll be there bartending. I'm glad they didn't put her in the cast. Me either. Because that would annoyed. just be annoying and stupid. Yeah. Um, but she'll be there to add some comedic relief as our butter gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Really good cast. I'm hell excited to see what the hell is going to happen this season. Yeah. And keep in mind with Bachelor in Paradise, people go home and they bring in new people every week. So this is like the starting cast, I'm assuming. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but new people will be joining. And so more possibility for some other bachelor favorites to pop up and this is my first bachelor in paradise guys i've never seen one episode i'm so excited for you to start this it is the best it is so ratchet and at the same time they actually find love on the show yeah because they actually spend time and go on dates and like they're just on the beach getting drunk and hanging out all day so you Mm -hmm. don't have to wait to go on a date you can just sit there and like fall in love with somebody like while you're right get to know someone exactly so very very excited Mm -hmm. um and that is it for all of our announcements should we finally jump into the recap now Uh, 30 minutes later yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) okay let's jump to this episode so we are in virginia which is apparently for lovers have you ever heard that before i had never heard that in my life Never. But they really were pushing it heavy on this episode. Mm. So Virginia's for Lovers, they are in Richmond, Virginia, which is like definitely the complete opposite of Vegas where they just were. Yeah. Um and um oh god, that's really messed up. Um 
And so, yeah, so Becca's excited to be in a new place. She's telling Chris mm-hmm. Harrison she's excited that she's starting to feel these feelings of love again. Uh, starting to feel potential with these guys, yada yada. So the guys arrive at their new hotel. They're all excited. Again, Virginia, the land of lovers. They're like feeding the guys these lines. Jason, you know for yeah. damn sure you ain't never heard none about <laughs> Virginia being the land for lovers. Yet here he up in his confessional talking about, I'm so excited to be in Virginia, the land for lovers. I'm like, stop pushing this. What? Like, did the state of Virginia, do you guys need tourism? Like, what's going on they here? Must, because, they must. Because, yeah. And the, the, what is this new marketing angle of making this, like, yeah. this romantic spot for people? Like, very bizarre. Right. Anyways, um, so Jason, Jason, at the start of the episode, he's getting a lot of screen time. So mm-hmm. we're finally get to see him a lot. Um, yeah. Jason, he reminds me of so many things. So I've been calling him, <laughs> sorry. I've been calling him Wolf of Wall Street all season yeah. because he had the slick back mm-hmm. hair and that's what he just like made me think about. This episode, seeing him, same slick back hair, but he was always wearing like a leather jacket, or at least in the beginning of the episode, he was wearing like a leather jacket. He was giving me very much like 90s teen mm-hmm. pop idol like yeah. vibes. I wrote on Twitter, yep. he reminded me of Joey Donner from 10 Things I Hate About You. And okay. then he just, if you just name any like 80s child star, like that, he was giving me mm-hmm. that vibe. <laughs> Definitely very saved by the bell. Yeah, very saved by the yeah. bell. So that was one thing that he was reminding me of. And then a whole other thing that he was reminding me of, he just looked very like stereotypical Jersey mm-hmm. boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Jersey boy yeah. from like, or like. If you're watching, like, Grease or, like, West Side Story, yep. like, that character, mm-hmm. he had the long silver chain with the cross oh my at the God. end. <laughs> Which, <laughs> we love a chain on the show. We love seeing a guy yes. in a chain. We talked about love it before. It. it gives us, like, white boy swag vibes. This mm-hmm. was a white boy swag vibes, though. This was, like... No, it was too specific. Very... It was, like, millennial Guido of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Just like stereotype Jersey Shore, yeah. but not like trashy Jersey Shore, like a new new age Jersey Shore. Yeah. I don't know. You just make me think of a lot of things, this Jason character. He looks like a character to me. He does, That's what I was going to say. He really looks like he is... He just doesn't have his own unique style. He's like copying directly from West Side a Story. specific movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think the slick back hair and the leather jacket he like can't wear that that the the two of them together he just looks like a Halloween costume that jacket was wearing him Mm -hmm, exactly that's the definition of being worn by your clothes (laughs) very cute though I think he's very good looking I really love his face yeah he is yes Um, he's a little cutie so anyways Jason aside um Chris R he, he's doing a lot of talking this episode, oh, so let's oh <laughs> get God. it started now. Yapping nonstop. Yapping nonstop. He is looking forward to this week being his redemption week. Lord knows he knows it, or Lord knows mm-hmm. he needs it after his drama and foolishness last week. Mm-hmm. really showed his ass to Becca. Um, so anyways, date card comes out. It's a one-on-one for Jason. It says life is full of surprises. 
So, after poor little Jason didn't even get to relish in his glory of his date card because no, here comes Chris no. with the drama already. <laughs> like, yeah, literally yapping, ruining all positive moments of this entire episode with some yep. just drama. So, he declares how he wants a one on one, even though he's had one, so that don't even know damn sense. How right. he wants a one on one and just sitting there with all this attitude and all this mm-hmm. just extraness in front of the guys. Lincoln, being the antagonizer that he just always is, um, tells him, like, well, you know, just confronts him, they're going back and forth, and then somebody brought up, like, the possibility of there being a two-on-one, and the two of them are back and forth bickering, like, if I was on a two-on-one, like, you ain't shit, I would beat you. Puffing out their chest. (laughs) Puffing out their chest, doing the same shit they do all the damn time. Um, And then... This moment was just ridiculous for me. Lincoln, well, Chris, that accuses Lincoln of body shaming. <laughs> Did you catch So this? I missed it. I missed the moment where he was body shamed. So, yes, me too, girl. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't, I, I heard something about him having boobs. So this, okay, so... Chris, by the way, this is my nigga you ain't shit moment because Chris oh, really just is really reaching here. Yeah. So Chris, apparently, I, he must have said this before because I kind of remember this. He had lost a lot of weight. I don't know if he used to be like super obese or something, but he mm-hmm. lost a ton of weight. And so part of his story is that he's like lost all this weight and he's like kind of a new person and blah, blah, blah. So I don't recall hearing Lincoln say something about his body no I'm, but Lincoln be talking fast and he has an accent so, he so maybe he said something crazy he could have said something crazy I totally missed it all of a sudden Lincoln is getting accused of being a body shamer and I was just like Chris you really all out sudden, here reaching <laughs> all of a sudden it became a real housewives of Beverly Hills reunion <laughs> yes literally <laughs> my god so oh my god. that was my nigga you ain't shit moment because chris is just forever trying to paint himself into the victim mm-hmm. and he is literally that person like literally he sounds like a housewife and that person who's always like um he would be the type to say like you're bullying me <laughs> like yes. stop ganging up on me you guys yep. are bullying like one of those people that overuses the word bullying when really yeah it's just three people who are telling you some things you need to hear and suddenly you, f- you feel like attacked and you're being bullied right. like that is <laughs> he is that person <laughs> oh my goodness oh, no. and it's really just because he can't ever admit when he's wrong that's it right and he can't stop talking and he can't shut the hell up he has an answer to everything he has a rebuttal to everything he has something to say at all times and he through all of this can never admit when he's wrong and humble himself to shut Mm -hmm. up or say you know what you're right which is the pinnacle of like adulthood like that is the shining example of when you become an adult when you can humble yourself and shut the fuck up and say you know what I'm wrong he can't do that he's clearly a child and hasn't grown up yet and so Mm -hmm. that moment was really uh true example of that um and so yeah little drama starting off already so jason then goes off on his one-on-one date mm-hmm. and for their one-on-one date they are doing nothing they're just <laughs> gonna explore richmond so this moment right where i feel like because his note said the day is full of surprises or whatever the hell it said mm-hmm. 
he had he was like really acting excited about certain things that were not exciting mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like going on that trolley he was like oh my god <laughs> it's a trolley like jason uh, because they, jason. but they gassed him up and said there's gonna be surprises yeah. so he's like shit yep. all of these i need to act surprised because these could be the surprises yep. that they allegedly mm-hmm. said we had like this might be the best it gets <laughs> exactly so i need to like give this over the top like oh my god thanks oh my god but yeah he they didn't have shit planned for this date so nope uh but becca did say that she is always enjoying her time with him and mm-hmm. um she says that hold on okay no so becca's saying she She's excited to go on this date with him. She's always enjoyed her time with him, which, as viewers, we wouldn't know that because we haven't seen Jason at all. Yeah, I think she says it's, like, an unexplainable chemistry. Yeah. She says, like, I don't know what it, it is, is, but I'm really attracted to him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, girl, I'm glad you don't know either. <laughs> right, because we're <laughs> Cause we know. damn thing, but we'll take your word for it. Um, so, yeah, so they're just going around, Richmond, and know each other. Then randomly and suddenly they arrive at this gothic party well they were at a church this is my get me to wakanda okay because (laughs) yes they were at a church Uh touring this church it was like the first church ever built in the united states or something Uh in like 1483 Uh something and then they end up going to this unhappy hour for Edgar Allan Poe, which is the direct yes. contact with Satan. And right. I, <laughs> I just know. I know it's just not of Jesus. And I have to get me to Wakanda. I got to get out. <laughs> nope. I don't even watch Stranger Things, you guys. That's how oh my God. averted I am I <laughs> to all of this. So I would just be sitting there probably nervously laughing and just not doing anything. I would just be totally mute. Mm-mm. And they bought Christian Becca to this pagan fest, whatever that <laughs> shit was. It was so weird. Yeah. They gave no explanation. It was just like gothic-ass, crazy-looking white people None. drinking blood or wine, whatever the hell was in that glass. Look nuts. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about, these cheap oh, dates. Yeah. yeah, cheap and just random. <laughs> And, like, I don't even know. There's so much people on production, so many interns. Like, they can't all put their heads together and come up with something better than this. Go to tour at a church and then go to some pagan fest after. See, this is why they need black people working on the show. Because they would never have this. No, this would have never been a date. (laughs) Hell no. Never. (laughs) That's for damn sure. Not mess with that witchcraft and... Demon Absolutely shit. not. And then those spirits calling people having happy hours for dead people. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they're at this craziness. Uh, Becca says that she likes how with Jason, every conversation they have, she learns a little bit more about who he is. Mm-hmm. I, when she said that, it made me, again, really like Jason. Because for the last few weeks, we've been dealing with a lot of men spending time on their one-on-ones talking about drama. Other people. (laughs) Talking about other people. And so Jason, I feel like he's the type that goes into every conversation and doesn't, one, bring up anybody else and really uses that time intentionally to, like, learn something or to share something new with her Mm, about mm -hmm. him. Right. Which is what you're supposed to be doing on the show. But I feel like we've gotten away from that because these guys are just fucking petty. (laughs) <laughs> so um 
After that, she lets him know that she has a big surprise for him. Mm-hmm. Finally, we actually get like a legitimate surprise. And they walk into this bar, and there's Jason's three best friends there to yep. surprise him. And this was my Becca UI moment. Oh, okay. Because I thought this was really, really nice. Yeah. I don't know if they've done this on the show before, but I just thought it was really sweet how she tried to make him feel comfortable on the one-on-one date. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because in a lot of these one-on-one dates, she's been the one who's had to be comforted because of the foolishness that's going on in the house or the foolishness that went on the night before or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so for her to bring in his friends, I thought that was really cool. Really nice. Yeah. And also, like, a huge advantage. (laughs) Very, very big advantage. Huge advantage for Jason. So... Yeah. When Becca sits with his friends, he got some good friends because they were saying like yep. some real like clutch things that you would want your friends to come and like mm-hmm. drop these little nuggets. His one friend said Jason is as good as advertised, which is like wow. I like the way he just like put that. Like what you see is what you yeah. get with him, which is what I, the vibes right. I was getting from Jason anyway. So hearing his friends say that, I was like, okay, he's a legit dude. Um, and yeah, he's, he's as good as advertised. He's a good one, basically. Mm-hmm. Like just letting her know that like he's a legit person yeah um, and we co-sign him. yeah um and J- jason is with his friends who must be so weird like even when he like kissed becca in front of them mm-hmm. one they just met her two it's weird seeing your best friend like making out with or like kissing someone who you haven't met with and you know that they've only been dating for like three weeks and also there's like right. 50 guys back at the house <laughs> like that's the weird part that's the weird thing yeah that's the weird thing is that you know she has nine other boyfriends right yeah. so that's a little weird but um when jason was with his friends he was telling them that like she has everything that she has everything that he's looking for in a person so they're like mm-hmm. on a good track and you know see where things go kind of thing yeah. Um, but yeah, huge advantage for Jason. I think she got a lot of good insight into his character outside of just what he tells her. He gets mm-hmm. she gets to hear from the friends who obviously are like super biased. They're only gonna say good things. But <laughs> yeah, right. um they were very like intentional in the wording that they use. Like saying that he's as good mm-hmm. as advertised is way different than just saying like, Oh yeah, he's such a good person or like Right you know, he's such a nice right. guy. Like that doesn't mean anything. But yeah. like the way they put things, I was like, Oh shit, okay. Um, so yeah, so time for their the night portion of their date. Becca looks bomb. I love this outfit. Yeah, it was cute. It was cute. It was like a long sleeve off the shoulder black mm-hmm. dress. Like a simple little black dress, but I love things that are like off the shoulder. It's like a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she looked bomb. Um, Becca tells Jason that she's like never felt that he's been closed off or reserved. Mm-hmm. Um and he has like no problem being vulnerable um which is really good jason then follows that up with a story um being vulnerable essentially um talking about his i think it says grandma had alzheimer's yep um and his dad's mom. his dad's mom and how he would go with his dad to go visit his mom and there's this one time that they went uh to visit her and she looked into his dad's eyes and she didn't know who he was Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, which is really sad. Alzheimer's is one of, like, the, to me, like, the saddest diseases ever. Yeah. <clears throat> um, sure. Devastating to deal with. And so, 
um, he saw his dad, you know, have to, like, power through that moment, which is really mm-hmm. devastating as a son, um, and then kind of, like, saw him crying in private, which is yeah. so heartbreaking. Um, and then he learned from that moment that, like, you know, you can't take anyone for granted, and you can't mm-hmm. take time for granted, you need to cherish people, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Becca takes the time to then become vulnerable herself. She talks mm-hmm. about losing her dad when she was 19, um, but he had all actually been six since she was 14, and she was told that he only had six months to live, mm-hmm. which I never understood why, doc- like, why they do that. Listen, because they could keep going. They usually do. <laughs> <laughs> they, I've heard this story so many times where they're like, he told me so he had many. six months to live and then he lived another ten years. Like, why yeah. even set people up like that? Like, I, I'm always... Yeah. I don't know, I gotta talk to a doctor about, like, what are the... Like, when are the cases that they say that and why do they do that? And, like... It's gotta be protocol so that people be. can prepare themselves. Yeah. But it's still bizarre because it's never an accurate it's usually never accurate yeah like so he was at 14 she was told he had six months to live and he ain't died till she was 19 so he lived a whole another five years um and she told the story about how she they all watched him take his last breath it's getting real deep here with jason um i think with jason and becca which they both said was that they feel safe with each other and so they're yeah. able to share these things like very very quickly and I like I said I'm getting a read on Jason just through the television screen mm-hmm. and like this editing <laughs> that they're giving him which isn't much because we haven't really met him that much um, that he just seems like a genuine kind of dude or when you sit with mm-hmm. him you like feel that genuineness from him so it's easy for you to just like talk about sad shit <laughs> yeah and I mean the fact that she told him this detail of her father's story of her father's passing Mm -hmm. is really telling because she told Garrett that he reminds her of her dad Mm -hmm. and all the rest of that stuff but never told him the story right I'm really wondering I'm curious how many guys she's had this conversation with Conver yeah yeah Yeah. because I mean we obviously because of editing we don't see it all but Mm -hmm. yeah they keep choosing to show with Garrett the whole you remind me of my dad but they haven't shown her having the conversation which this is an imperative conversation if you're going to tell someone that detail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I would hope that she would have said something, but I feel like she hasn't. I feel like he was just like, oh, really? And had that stupid smile <laughs> going from east to west. <laughs> and then... <laughs> you just... were so creeped out by his smile. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, my God. I hate it. And um, then they start making out. Yeah, that's true. And that's it. Versus with Jason, she can, like, spill everything and kind of um, exhale, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then also make out. And also do a little make out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this one-on-one date was huge, I think. Yeah. Like, it really yeah. It's, I think it solidified Jason for hometowns, hometowns? at least. Yeah, hometowns yeah. at least. Um, because they both had a very vulnerable, deep-ass moments. Mm-hmm. And you only can feel more connected to the person after that. And so I right. feel like now her relationship with him it might be kind of surpassing some of the other guys. If she hasn't had these deep conversations about her father and stuff with them yet, that Jason's yeah. already kind of, uh, you know, jumped over them. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, date rose comes out. He obviously gets the date rose. 
Mm-hmm. And she says that her feelings have grown exponentially and that they've connected on a whole other level. So yeah, that's basically what we just said. <laughs> yeah. How, yep. the, yeah, her feelings are just all the way over compared to some of the other guys after this. Um, and so yeah, they go, you know, up into some watchtower, make out, do all that good Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. All that good B-roll. All that good stuff. And Becca says that she's falling for Jason. And so back at the suite, the guys are chatting about Chris's mental break. A friend of mine came over to my house post-breakup and hadn't eaten in 48 hours. Mm. To my dismay as her friend, I had no food to give her. And this mm. is why I always keep emergency homemade cookie dough in the freezer. <laughs> yes. Breakups are tough. We got to help each other out. And Queenie is telling that story. Yes. You got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major breakup, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. First of all, I love that Queenie is a Jamaican British woman. And I love that we meet Queenie after a messy breakup. You know, when you're starting... To look for comfort in all the wrong places. Yep. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. You have to watch. The new series, Queenie, is now streaming on Hulu. Okay, we've all screenshotted and shared their tweets. We've quoted them over dinner. (laughs) Now we can enter the discourse. Peyton Dix and Hunter Harris have a new show on Wondery called Let Me Say This, where they'll answer the most burning questions in pop culture. What is Hunter's favorite Dakota Johnson lie? What hot thing did Kristen Stewart do yesterday? What makes Zendaya and Tom Holland lesbians? (laughs) (laughs) These ladies are hilarious. Yeah, they've been friends for a decade and have shared trauma over a crappy Boston dorm room and the pitiful Brooklyn dating scene, which has bonded them for life and made their friendship even deeper than JLo's delusion. Highbrow, lowbrow, and all the tortured poets in between. This is the show for the weekly hot takes in pop culture you didn't know you needed. Follow Let Me Say This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Watch new episodes on YouTube or listen to Let Me Say This ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) How he is just slowly becoming unhinged as the seconds go by. And um, all the guys are pretty anxious about this upcoming group date as you know things are getting real so date mm-hmm. card shows up on the date card colton garrett wills connor blake lincoln and chris the only person not on the card is leo long-haired leo so that means he's getting the mm-hmm. one-on-one one-on-one the, date yes and the group date card says let's make history chris uh, still talking so much Mm-hmm. He, the way he talks about going on this date was almost like he was going into battle or he was going yeah. into a football match or like a game mm-hmm. of some sort. Yep. yep. He said, quote, this is do or die for me. I'm hoping oh, to come out victorious. <laughs> like, oh my God. Are you on a group date or are you going into the Coliseum? Like, what are you? <laughs> talking about just so dramatic oh, man. yeah oh my god chris relax <laughs> so time for the group date 
The men show up. They're all dressed in suits. They meet Becca at the Capitol, which is the Capitol building um, in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And we're told that Richmond is America's one of America's most historic cities. Oh, listen, we keep telling, being told all these things. Right. Okay. (laughs) I feel like they've crafted crafted a whole new narrative for for Richmond. I didn't know none of this. So they go inside to the Capitol, and there we have two, um, what do you call these things? I was going to say cosplayers. Cosplay. That's not a thing, though. (laughs) President. Cosplayers, not Comic Con, Justine. (laughs) What? Oh no. Um, reenactors. Is that what it is? Reenactors. Reenactors. So, (laughs) cosplay. historic reenactors one of them is George Washington slave holding George mm-hmm. Washington don't get it twisted mm-hmm. and Abraham Lincoln and they're gonna be so wait huh have you seen Abraham Lincoln's on the train what no I be seeing these niggas there are multiple Abraham Lincoln's walking around New York City at all times what do you mean I, like, I'd be seeing guys dressed up like Abraham Lincoln on the train all the time. Dressed up as an Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. Yeah. With, like, the whole Where deal. are they going? And they look just like him. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> but they're always on the train, I've though. I've never seen these cosplay Abe Lincolns around New York. What? <laughs> I've seen at least that three. That is very strange. Oh. Where are they going? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we're there with... George Washington, Abe Lincoln, they're going to be learning history because, quote-unquote, America's, no, quote-unquote, Virginia's history is America's history. Um, uh, what? what? Said. Okay, no. This naturally was my get-me-to-Wakanda moment. Thank you very Hello. much. Hello. <laughs> because um, all I kept thinking in that moment, when you say Virginia's history is America's history... I'm thinking like a history of bloodshed and woe yeah. and oppression yeah. of my peoples. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, what I was thinking. thinking. I also well. was until quite recently. Thank you. Until quite recently, because <laughs> I was also thinking about that um, the Nazi white supremacist fucking rally, rally. that they did at UVA. Yeah. So I don't know. They're coming up with this positive, like America's history and Virginia's history is one and the same. Like it's mm-hmm. shown enough is full of triflingness mm-hmm. <laughs> against my people. But don't let me get into yeah. that. Let's move right along. Let <laughs> me get on my soapbox real quick. Turn this into a whole nother podcast. <laughs> and so we learned that the guys are going to participate in a debate called Beck Election 2018. Mm-hmm. Very strange that they're having an election themed date. That's just very bizarre to me. Yeah. Like, well, it's like the spelling bee date that uh, Rachel had. Spelling bee, I can take. Election themed, and this year, 2018, <laughs> very... I know, we're sensitive. Yeah, very sensitive. <laughs> I, this is not what I wanted to see. Um, mm. But anyways, we're going for it. So the guys are standing on stage, all in front of their individual podiums, being asked questions. They basically have to like give their answer, defend themselves, or whatever. First question came from the governor of Virginia... So, oh my god, he clearly has time in his schedule to go to Bachelorette. Like, 
taping. Listen, the because fuck? he planned this whole thing so that they can get tourism for yeah, the bed and breakfast. That's true. This, is the, this is a whole thing. Tourism board coming together. Yes. So yeah. Governor Virginia's there. He asked Colton, what's your perfect date with Becca? He talks about taking her to a dog park and, mm-hmm. quote, continue to grow their relationship. Sounds like a very boring date to me. (laughs) Colton, very disappointed in my baby daddy. That's not how I envisioned (laughs) us spending time together. But, um, okay. I do love dogs. Love a dog park. But where are we going to eat? Yes. What are we talking about? Like, I need more details. It was a very womp answer for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Mr. Abraham Lincoln asked Lincoln, um, what future do you envision with Becca? Lincoln, we didn't get his full answer. They only showed the petty part of it where he said, not once has it crossed my mind to go home like Chris. So here we come (laughs) with the the bullshit and drama already. Here we go. Blake was asked um, a question from Chris Harrison, which is a question just designed to stir up shit. Mm -hmm. He asked, has everyone in the house, something along the lines of, has everybody in the house been real? Blake, mm-hmm. who don't want to be starting nothing, he just said yes. Everybody's been, you know, chill. See, because my boo doesn't want to be in this. involved in this nonsense. Mm-mm. Chris, who can't wait for the bullshit, couldn't can't wait, wait for the nonsense to come. Just fully, just dive right in. He mm-hmm. disagrees and thinks there are men in the house who haven't been truthful, and Becca would be disgusted if she knew what was going on in the house, and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Chris, uh, not Chris, Lincoln chimes in and is like, well, I don't really know who he's talking about. And Chris says, I'm talking about you, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) And these people, mind you, everybody, these niggas are on stage in front of a crowd of like hundreds and are doing this back and forth bullshit. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, wow. (laughs) So Chris is like, I'm talking about you. And then proceeds Mm -hmm. to stand on stage again in front of these hundreds of people and spill the entire tea of that stupid Mm -hmm. fight that the two of them had earlier in the day where they're talking about if you went on a two-on-one date, who would last, and I'll beat your ass. And like that stupid Mm -hmm. little petty conversation they had, he decided to rehash the entire thing word for word Mm -hmm. on stage for Mm -hmm. these strange people in the audience. And what killed me about this is that Lincoln is a sex offender. <laughs> so <laughs> there's like real reason to be against yes. Lincoln. And you are sitting there talking about how he fashioned you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is just, it, it was a really disappointing moment for me watching the show as a viewer who has access to the internet and who knows what's wrong with this yeah. man aside from what he quote-unquote did to Chris which is what's again what's making it really weird to watch the show as a viewer to watch so much outside of the show nonsense that we already know so watching Lincoln Mm -hmm. say or do anything is just like stupid (laughs) yeah oh my god so Chris got on stage and did this whole foolishness and then ended his rants with basically saying how he's you know mad that he keeps having to defend himself and then again said in his confessional like how many times do I have to defend myself 
It's like, bruh, you are causing all of the drama. Right, you're defending yourself against, against yourself. yourself. <laughs> so, like, it's again with the the victim uh, victimizing himself though. Like, I yeah. keep defending myself. Stop! Lo- I don't want to defend myself anymore. And it's like, <laughs> you are not the victim here. You are the perpetrator of the crime. Stop! <laughs> uh, this dude is nuts. <laughs> so, time for the nighttime portion of their date. They show up to this. Haunted, very haunted yeah. mansion. Yeah, you guys, Richmond is not. I don't know, man. It's not making me want to go. It really wasn't. This, <laughs> this really. I'm sorry to the Rich Ver, Richmond uh, Tours Board, but yeah, this episode didn't work. Yeah, listeners. Yeah, this episode didn't work for, uh, for me. Just email us some other stuff we could do. Yeah. Oh, to, you, you, shout out to the Richmond listeners that we do. Yeah. Yeah. To our Richmond. Our what Virginia did they piece. miss? What did you wish that they showed? Because this this yeah. year episode was not it. They have their mm-hmm. nighttime date in this haunted ass mansion with all filled <laughs> with all these old antiques and creepy ass paintings of little children. It was very weird. <laughs> um so Becca she comes in, she sits with the guy, she tells them, you know, today was obviously a little bit awkward, but let's move on from that. Let's enjoy the night. You know, give a nice cheers. And then Lincoln grabs Becca first, which was mm-hmm. a very smart move. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't Chris learned? <laughs> I was so... I'm just sitting here like, you are such an idiot. He, yeah. The last thing yeah. he said to us was that he's so tired of defending himself. Defending, defending, defending. When Becca comes to her one-on-one or for the cocktail party, you should be the first person to grab her. Because if anybody goes before you, mm-hmm. you're then, when you go, having to sit and defend yourself. Right, So if right. you go in first, you'll be on the offense. But since now you're going to mm-hmm. go second, you're automatically going to be on the defense. Like, why doesn't he figure this shit out? It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> in the last episode, you sat back and waited. And that, that did, did not, not fare well for you. For you. It did not work. Oh, my goodness. And so, yes, Lincoln goes up first. Um, now that, yeah, so Lincoln goes up first and tells Becca how he, you know, is embarrassed by the day and, Mm -hmm. um, then talks about how he feels threatened in the house. He's always always feeling threatened in the house. Always feeling like somebody's coming for him. It was Colton, not Colton, it was Connor first when Connor, like, threw the thing Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden his life's in danger. So he's feeling threat- threatened in the house by Chris, doesn't know what Chris is capable of, yada, yada, yada. Um, back with the guys, Colton, Mabu, confronts Chris. Colton doesn't shy away from good mm-hmm. confrontation. He, he sure no, doesn't. he does he not. Don't, with with no anyone. One, he don't have no qualms about speaking for the house and letting <laughs> you know that, that this is some bullshit. So he confronted mm-hmm. Chris and basically was like, why did you feel the need to get on stage and show your her entire ass to the world in front of 200 people? You spilled all of the good tea that's happening in the house on stage. Why? Yeah. Like, what was the purpose of that? So, Chris takes it upon himself to now try and dip it on Lincoln's time to go steal time with Becca. Um, mm-hmm. And Becca immediately confronts him about Lincoln... Um, and Lincoln telling her that he doesn't feel safe with him 
Um, and then allegedly, I don't know how this came up, but allegedly Connor was asked or asked to switch rooms because he doesn't feel safe with Lincoln or with allegedly with with, uh, with Chris. Chris. Um, and Chris naturally, as he does, had a rebuttal for everything. And mm-hmm. Becca, what I like, Becca was not backing down. She was coming at him like full swing too. Yeah. Um, and Chris, his answer basically saying that like all of this is fabricated. Lincoln's lying mm-hmm. on me. Blah blah blah. So Garrett decides to come in to steal time with Becca, um, mm-hmm. and send Chris, you know, packing to go back to the boys. And Becca, she's just still noticeably very frustrated from her conversation mm-hmm. with Chris. And, like, she's not going to be able to have any useful, meaningful time with Garrett right now. Right. Um, and so she tells him, like, I need five minutes. Like, I'll come and get you. Which I think, I think it's always healthy, or it should be mandated, that she gets at least five minutes in between each guy's. Yeah, because she was probably just done making out I, with one of them. So that's a yes. lot. Yes. I always think about this. Like, like, she goes from, during the cocktail party, she has one-on-one, little mini one-on-one dates with, like, all the guys. Or, like, ten guys at a time. Yeah. And they each just come in and jump in. Can I steal her? Can I steal her? Can I steal her? So she never really gets, like, a five-minute, like, buffer to just, like, collect mm-hmm. her thoughts, rinse with some mouthwash. Like, she just jumps from one to the <laughs> next each time. So, anyways, when she tells Garrett she needs five minutes, this is, like, blasphemy in the Bachelor world. (laughs) And this is, like, unheard of. So, anyways, Chris, he goes back to the group of guys. He immediately asks Connor, what the hell? Did you tell Becca that you were scared of me? Like, you didn't want to be around me or something? Yeah. Connor's looking at everybody like, who said that? (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? that? Connor ain't say not none of this stuff, so he's hella confused that his name is being brought up over oh something God, he literally didn't And so Lincoln is caught because obviously it was Lincoln. He's the only other person that talked to Becca this night. Listen, and Lincoln was sitting there perched. Mm-hmm. That was the adjective mm-hmm. I had for the pose that mm-hmm. he had with his hand on his hip and his drink mm-hmm. in his other hand. Mm-hmm. He looked like a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> He was sitting there like, mm. that was his face. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I lied on you. And what? Like, <laughs> looking like Nini at yeah. a real Housewives reunion once Very again. Bizarre. So, Lincoln's uh. caught. He obviously has to admit that it was him, and of course he's trying to like talk around. I didn't say it that way. I actually said this. <laughs> and it's like and Connor's still sitting here like, what the fuck? I didn't say any of this. Lit. Why is my name <laughs> right. being brought up in conversations? Like, this is so strange. <laughs> and so, yeah, at that moment, like, all hell broke loose. All the guys are bickering. Connor's pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris is calling Lincoln a liar. Everybody else is just sitting here like, what the fuck's going on? Will's always giving me the funniest looks of the episodes. He is just done oh God, with everybody. He might be done with this show. He might be done with this whole process. <laughs> This is just a lot for him. He his face yeah. is just always giving me the funniest. He's just so finished with all of these people. Um, and so Garrett comes back, you know, tail beneath his legs. Becca told him mm-hmm. that she needs time, and Garrett is pissed because he didn't get time to talk to Becca. Mm-hmm. And he, I had to crack up at this moment. 
he said, quote, I didn't get to talk to her and I was going to open up tonight. <laughs> oh my God. Yo. Yo. I was howling. Oh, howling. My, these are only words spoken by men in the Bachelor Nation world. You would never hear a man out in these streets talk about, I, tonight I was going to open up to her. Like, I was, I was going to open up to her, man. <laughs> Poor little Garrett didn't get to share another sob story or whatever the hell he wanted to do. Yeah, it was like, oh, what about what? Garrett, get, get out, out of here. here. And so the guys are pissed. Um, Garrett is pissed, obviously, because he's saying whatever you said or did to her, Chris, she's now in a bad mood and has ruined the night for all of mm-hmm. us. Um, they're all naturally worried that Becca is going to cancel the cocktail party again. Which she's mm-hmm. done before. Which she don't give a shit about you. Listen. She's and needs to go nope. take a nap because y'all are giving her fucking headache. She will <laughs> cancel a cocktail party with the swiftness. So they're <laughs> all very anxious about that happening. Um, and uh, and yeah, noticeably pissed. Becca does collect herself. She eventually comes back, does grab Garrett, takes them away for their one-on-one time. So now Garrett, his... I guess this is what he wanted to do, open up, quote unquote. This is he wanted to open up to her tonight. He shares with Becca his closing statement from the debate. Oh yeah. I was like, girl, what are you t- even talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot. That okay. that he said he yeah. wanted to open up tonight. This was his uh <laughs> And this was it, what he was gonna say in front of two hundred exactly. people. Anyway. Okay, yeah, sure. So he read this mm-hmm. little whatever the hell he had written down on some napkin. He to me sounded like a third grader reading like his book report. Yo, why does he? I can't, I wrote down my only note was Garrett is a fucking dweeb. That's all I wrote down. <laughs> dweeb. Like I I have nothing else for this man. He just uh, it just he's just so shallow. To yeah, me. he taught when he was re- I said a third grader specifically because he was talking in very simple sentences when he was reading his closing statement. Like no word had more than yeah. five. No sentence had more than like five words in it. I like mm. you, Becca. Um, I've enjoyed our time together. I'm feeling the feelings of growing in love. It was just like very short sentences all strung together. And like, that's the best he can give because he doesn't seem like the Mm -hmm. smartest, you know, star in the galaxy. So Wills gets his one-on-one time with Becca and he drops the L word. He tells her that he is falling in love with her. Mm-hmm. He's mumbling. He mumbles a lot. I need to speak yeah, up. I need you to speak up, Wills. When you have the nerve to wear a matching pattern set with athletic socks and knees, <laughs> you need to speak up, my friend. <laughs> you cannot just be wearing that and be yeah. Mumbling. I mean, he must have been nervous in this moment. He's telling her that he's falling for her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, he's he dropped the L word. And then group date Rose comes out and Becca says, you know, this guy who gets the rose, he's always treating me like a princess, always puts me first. And she gives the rose to Colton. Mm-hmm. This is what, his like third group date rose? He's get, he yeah, he, I, that's what I was thinking too. I was uh-huh. like, he always gets the group date rose. Mm-hmm. I gotta go back and look at that, but I feel like, yeah, he's gotten quite a few. Which is cool because he, that means he goes into he goes into most rose ceremonies already with a rose, so he never right. has to stand up right. there and like wait for his name to be called, which is like so nerve wracking. He always goes in feeling very yeah. confident. 
Um, so yeah, so Colton gets a group date rose. Chris is still talking a whole bunch of mess. Oh my gosh. Won't shut up. And did you notice over the course of the episode, Chris became physically less attractive? Um, yeah. Because he kept like hunching and kind of like crouching with his head down. He just didn't look very manly. I would just say, just his attitude, just throughout, he just Mm -hmm. became, he just morphed into, he went from gospel Chris, who was cute and like, ooh, let's see what he's gonna be about. To just this weirdo with all this pettiness and drama and acting literally like a third grader. And so by the yeah. end of the episode, he didn't even look attractive to me like at all. It's getting mm-hmm. uglier by the confessional. <laughs> <laughs> and so next up is Leo for his one-on-one dates. Mm-hmm. Becca going into this date is, as she said, emotionally spent. She is basically she's going on this date because the producers are forcing her to and yep they <laughs> like, told her we got one more day in this one more hotel, day girl you better make the make most the of most. it get on this here date gotta go um you could tell she's just like not into it she looks like she yeah. needs a day off she really looks like she needs a day off she's been put through the yeah. ringer with these dudes and who the hell wants to now put on a happy face and go on a date um mm-hmm. So yeah, so Leo arrives, they go on a plane ride over Richmond. The whole plane ride is just hella awkward. They're sitting there oh my God. in like awkward silence. Smushed together, literally looking like Looking out of separate windows. <laughs> yeah. Holding hands, I think. And like Becca has like a Maybe. smile on her face because she knows the camera's on her, so she can't look the way she feels. Yeah. But they're both looking right. out of separate windows and it's fucking awkward. They even show, did you catch this? They show Leo at one point where he's looking down and he shakes his head. <gasps> did you catch that? Really? Yeah. No. He looked down at one, but she was looking out the window. He kind of looks down in between his hands and he kind of like does a shake to his head. Cause he and I think the voiceover oh. was him starting to talk about like how he could tell she's in her head and yada yeah. yada yada. So that fucking sucks. Can't even enjoy <laughs> the date. So after the plane, um, they land somewhere. Becca and Leo sit for <laughs> chit chat, and Becca, of course, admits that she's in her head and what what you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Leo says, like, look, don't fake this date and force, like, you're having fun. Like, we can just sit here and just, you know, talk or do nothing also. Mm-hmm. Um, and Becca, she's like, thank God, because and then goes off on this yeah. three-hour venting session. <laughs> like, she really clearly needs her girlfriends right now. And yeah. Leo is just here, so he's going to just have to hear her vent about all this mm-hmm. bullshit that she just went through the night before with Chris and she didn't get a day off to even just like process all the drama so she's going mm-hmm. she's doing this processing on his date which fucking sucks for him <laughs> for, for him, him. Yeah. exactly um so yeah she goes on a whole rant she goes the whole play-by-play of Lincoln and Chris and yada 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 Leo says a very telling thing he says quote this process he's talking about like how this process is just hard and everything like that for both of them and he says, quote, this process makes it easy to fall for you. Mm. Which is what we've talked about earlier on the show, how mm-hmm. the whole like the whole bachelor world is orchestrated for you to fall in love with this person. Fall None of it is real yeah. though. 
Like, all these lavish right. dates. Like, put me in a plane with Becca. I might fall in love with this bitch by the end. But, like, none of it is real. You have to, like, remind <laughs> yourself that of that. Yeah. Or else you... Like, Chris. Chris gets swept away in his emotions because he's not right. kept himself grounded at all. So, to hear Lincoln mm-hmm. say that, I was like, okay. I think he has a decent head on his shoulder. And, you know, even just by saying, like, this process makes it very easy to fall in love with you. So... That's why mm-hmm. it's getting a little nutty right now with all the guys, because we're all having very deep feelings for you very quickly. Right. Yeah. So then Becca, who's just, she's feeling like an open book today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just unleashing everything. <laughs> so Becca then goes on a rant about how, you know, you know, I'm not, I don't even need an engagement at the end of this. I really just want to find my person. I'm just looking for a good mm-hmm. guy. But she did say she ain't looking for an engagement. So she might just get a hug. She might get a little dry, little Christmas hug at the end of all this. A Christian hug. hug. Oh my god. I think it's interesting that the. Okay, you have to really think... All of this is orchestrating. The editing is so orchestrating strategic. Mm-hmm. The fact that they decided to leave that in, her saying that, yeah, is very telling. True. And makes me almost feel yeah. like that there isn't an engagement at the end of this. Yeah, which, which is, totally is fine. fine. She was just engaged 20 yes. minutes ago. <laughs> it's even stranger if she does get engaged at the end of this. Yeah, so, yeah. very interesting that they kept that in. That almost confirms for me in my head that there might not be an engagement at the end. Yeah. And that's totally, that's totally, totally fine. fine. Um, so after all of that, they go um, looking for oysters, shucking oysters. Something like that. Yeah, see, another, <laughs> like, you guys. <laughs> what? Shucking oysters? Looking? I'm not sure what this is. Um, the whole thing looked forced. Becca didn't look like she was having fun to me. <laughs> yeah. No. The smile, no. the, oh my god, he has so fun. Like, you can just tell she just is going through the motions, but mm-hmm. I don't... I personally didn't really see chemistry with her and Leo. Me You too? I said there was something fake about yeah. Leo. There's something very forced yes. about him. Like, you're supposed to be attracted yeah. to him. Because he's like that Jason Momoa knockoff mm-hmm. situation, but she's yeah, not. Yeah, she's just not. And, Which and is that's totally fine. Fun. But I feel she was obviously forcing it, but there's also forcedness from him, too. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah, 100%. He kept trying to say, yeah. like, he would always kind of, like, hug her. <clears throat> like, oh, you look so cute. Or look at what you have on. Yes. Or, like, oh, this yeah. little stupid greeting mm-hmm. when he's, like, when she came up. Like, you look so pretty. Like, it just felt so... Like lines, like he was giving lines. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't into mm-hmm. none of it. Um, so anyway, it's time for the nighttime portion of their date. They go for dinner in City Hall, big lavish building. Um, mm-hmm. Becca, you know, she tells Leo, like, look, you saw the worst in me today. Thank you for helping me through it. Um, Leo then um, decides to open up about himself. This is just... <laughs> oh my uh, I couldn't wait. At least I was looking at your face because I couldn't wait to see what you're going to say. Oh my god. Has there ever been a whiter 
story of opening up than this one. This was so stupid. This whole story. <laughs> it's so, it's stupid. so stupid. And why do they feel the need to always have a sob story of some sort? Like, it's okay if your life was, like, good. Like, now you're sitting right. here trying to create problems between you and your dad or whatever the fuck. <laughs> that poor dad. I gotta go back and watch this episode and see this bullshit that he made up. <laughs> shares this story he said his parents have been married for over 40 years which is like amazing and how he's mm-hmm. always idolized his father his whole <laughs> I can't even tell <laughs> guess I'm sorry I can't look at this dude I can't I can't keep my face this is why I have a hard time at uh-huh. work because these people be talking about their casseroles <laughs> and you know they cats that gotta go to the oh, vet God. And all these issues that they have that are not issues and not real problems. Mm-hmm. And this was the same thing I was having scrolling through Instagram, not listening to Leo's yeah. story because it, it wasn't was not a, problem. a problem. This is not even a first world problem. This is a make believe problem that you just made up on the spot. So anyway, so he says he's his parents been married for forty years. He's always idolized his father his whole life. He, you know, he's always had this feeling that he is you know he's failed his father because he mm-hmm. i guess growing up he was like really into baseball um and had dreams to become a professional baseball player and he didn't make it to the pros and so he you know disappointed his father and how he <laughs> but did you though i feel like you didn't i feel like your father, I feel like your father is fine like it's very hard to make it to the pros um no one's a right. shoe in so the fact that you didn't make it is pretty natural like you, you didn't mention that your father was a baseball player no like, context of like he's nope. stupid saying something like oh you know my dad mm-hmm. all those wasted days of playing catch or some bullshit that he said like of him fathering <laughs> of him being a father that was a, a waste of time, time playing catch with his son i would have eliminated him on the spot, on the spot. for this spot. stupidness <laughs> random ass story like really really searching for something i don't know what so then at the end of that story like the moral of the story is basically that like he's since then he's been like very he's always been very hard on himself and feels like he's not good enough now I wrote on Instagram or I wrote on Twitter that didn't Wills literally say that exact thing during his date? Yeah, but he hard on himself. Yeah, he was and yeah, but he had a real he had an reason. actual reason because he had the devastating yeah. crazy girl who wanted to have a hall pass or whatever and saw her. So I just found it very weird that Leo came almost verbatim with the exact yeah, same thing yeah. that Wills said. So I'm like. One, this makes your story sound even faker. <laughs> Two, did you like? I'm sure Will's came. I'm sure the guys confided in each other a yeah. lot in the house. Mm-hmm. Did you just straight up steal that line from Will's? He could have. Like, what mm-hmm. is this? So, yeah, that was his attempt at trying to connect with Becca. I don't know. Okay. Date Rose comes out. She gives him the date rose. I was shocked. I'm so was I. I was really shocked. I guess she really, really, really wanted to get rid of Chris, Connor, and Lincoln. 
Yeah, I think and so. And probably I, didn't push. That was probably her only three passes. She probably couldn't eliminate mm-hmm. nobody else. And nobody so else. she had to had to give it to Leo. That. But I was shocked to her because they clearly have no chemistry. Nope. And that story didn't touch me, so I don't know how it touched her in that moment. Particularly since she's so emotionally enraptured with all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you still had some emotional whatever left for that bullshit story to affect you? <laughs> like, what? If I was so emotionally, like, drained as she is, when he tells me this story, that shit would even, like, phase me. I would just laugh because I'm dealing with some real right. shit and this dumb story they're sharing ain't doing shit nope. for me. Oh my god. So, yeah. They leave the date. They head off somewhere walking down the street. Suddenly those fucking double no, doors appear. Guess who's here, guys? <laughs> guess who? Oh, Morgan What's Evans. Morgan Evans on stage. Bam. Room full of screaming white yeah. girls. They have to dance in front of everybody. Leo is doing the most awkward two-step sway that I've that? ever seen. But you know what? He's very, very large, too. So it's probably hard He's for him to dance. very large. It always, yeah, I think it always looks a little strange when big guys like that mm-hmm. dance at mm-hmm. all. Um, but yeah, very, a little awkward. A little awkward there. Um, back in the suite with the guys... Connor and Jason are talking about how crazy Chris is <laughs> and how unhinged he's becoming. And the Bachelor editor is saying shit because they are literally, they were like splicing them talking no. with like this creepy music and footage of Chris like getting ready. Literally like writing a letter in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, what are you doing? It was like they're doing like a crime show reenactment. Yes. And he was like the the yes. killer or something. Yes. <laughs> Very strange uh, editing there. And so yeah, so Chris is preparing for battle or whatever the fuck he's doing, and he's talking about how he's nervous, how he he basically knows that him and Leo are like the bottom mm-hmm. two, and so if Leo comes back from this date with a rose, that on? means that his ass is definitely mm-hmm. going on. Who walks through the door, Leo? <laughs> Rose pinned his chest. Rose pinned right to his lapel. And as soon as he walks in, Chris basically like storms out the room. Yeah. And then we just see him walking down a street. I feel like at that moment he lost his mind. Like I feel like that was a yeah. moment that he completely lost his marbles. <laughs> oh, completely like the hinges they fell off. Fell off. They're gone. And he is just out here. <laughs> And so Chris, um, see him walking somewhere and he's still going off about the whole Lincoln thing and how he just wants to show Becca his passion and all the love he has in his heart and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he's walking and he is walking to Becca's hotel room where he surprises her and she opens up the door and she is obviously very shocked to Mm -hmm. see him standing there. And she's kind of, like, nervous giggling. Yeah, she's definitely like, what is he about to do? What the fuck is mm-hmm. he doing here? He's the last, literally the last person she wants Legit. to see. But she has to put on a little giggly face. Um, and so she lets him in. Chris sits down. This is the thing with Chris that just pisses me off. He always has, 
he's always involved in some drama with some bullshit and has to have these big confrontations with her. Mm-hmm. You have so much time in the house to like practice what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> or like run it by somebody or just say it out loud so like you make sure you're not coming off as like pretentious or in the wrong. Mm-hmm. You have so much time to practice and yet he always just does says the wrong thing. <laughs> I don't get it. He just doesn't learn. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't. Oh my god. So anyways, he comes in, he says, you know, there's been a lot of distractions and I haven't really been able to talk to you about how distractions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, deflecting, yeah. not owning his, his yeah. shit. Deflecting. There's been distractions. Other people are Even with us. this decision to go to her room, he was like, Becca's always telling us to do this. Becca's always telling us to do that. No, my guy. You are nuts. You are a nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> End of, like, full stop. <sighs> so, there's been a lot of distractions. I haven't been able to, like, tell you how I feel. I really had, like, a really good conversation with you. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I, you know, I can really confidently say I can, le- quote, legitimately see myself marrying you. <laughs> Becca, who we already know is just not here for the nope. bullshit, her immediate response is, last week you said you wanted mm-hmm. to leave, so how suddenly am I now, you see me as yeah. your wife? Like, and riddle me That's this. That's a great question. <laughs> Chris says, you know, I felt that night, he's talking about the night where he pretty much broke down at that group date where she didn't come and find him or whatever, and he was too cool for school to go find her. He said, you know, I felt that night that I, you know, I did want to go home that night and that you just didn't really care about me. Deflecting, Mm -hmm. again, putting the blame on her. Becca, her rebuttal is, I gave you one of the very first one-on-one dates for a reason. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, I felt something for you. Like, what is with, how did all this insecurities just come out of the Mm -hmm. woodwork and just manifest themselves? Like, you should have felt good because you got a one-on-one date very early on. That means I saw potential in you from Mm -hmm. jump. Right. So, Chris, oh, God. (laughs) This nigga decides to say, well, you know what? You know, I just, I, I just need you to not think about that drama anymore. We just need to move on. We just need to move on from that. As if it's up to you. Like, <laughs> right. As if you get to set the timeline to Becca of when she when can she move gets on to things. Over it. When she gets over things. That should piss yeah. me off. You know, I just don't want us to talk about that drama anymore. We need to move on from this. And so Becca, she comes back, she's like, I've been wanting to move past, mm-hmm. you know, Vegas and what went down, but now we have this new <laughs> drama that popped up from yesterday. So, <laughs> uh, let's talk about yeah. that. Oh my God, this guy's a nutbag. <laughs> so he comes back and is saying like, you know what, I feel like there's a lot of adver- ad- what's the Is word? it adversity? Is that what he said? Adversity. adversity. He said Adversity. I wrote down adversary. Now that I'm looking at it, that's not the word, Tasha. Oh. So. <laughs> adversity. I think it's adversity. Oh, my God. Adver- Whatever. I don't have time to look in the dictionary. <laughs> I think he said, I feel like there's a lot of adversity, um, but, you know, I'm not going to let that stop me from going after what I want and from me building our connection. Again. Good for 
for you, Chris, but that's not how this no. works. <laughs> for like the tenth it's not time, up to it's you. not how this works. It's not up to you. You don't get to decide any no. of this. So Becca, she, you know what? She's done. No. She sighs, and she's just like, look. I have so many questions and so many red flags mm-hmm. that at this point, I just don't even think we can get mm-hmm. there. Like, there's too much shit. There's too much, like, rumors and drama. She's basically saying, like, the streets are mm-hmm. talking. I heard this and that and this and that about you. We have too much ground to cover and to try and resolve right now. So you better just go <laughs> home because I literally don't have the time. My bedtime is already yep. past. Roast ceremonies tomorrow. We ain't going to do this. Chris, you know, I've been attacked the last week and a mm-hmm. half and blah blah blah. Becca, she's like, you've been doing some of the right. attacking. So, again, I repeat, we don't have the connection. <laughs> you need yeah. to go. And she's like, you know what, can I walk you out? This shit was weird. <laughs> this was my nigga you ain't shit moment. Was it? Okay. <laughs> because Christopher, Christopher, you went and refused for her to walk you out? Mm-hmm. You're really a bitch-ass nigga. For real. You can't even give her a hug on the way out? No. After you came chasing down, which I'm sure was like 1.30 in the morning, and you were chasing mm-hmm. her down, talking about you want her to be your wife, and now she can't even walk you oh. out the door? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Because he's a ba- he is a big baby. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get his mm-hmm. way. He came in with his victimized, foolish, his like little victim card that he's trying to play, and he thought that telling her that he would see he sees her as his mm-hmm. wife would work, mm-hmm. like this plan that he had all day to plan out. He, which was clearly a terrible plan, <laughs> he thought it would work, and now that it's not working, he's pissed mm-hmm. and can't manage his emotions, and now is taking it out on her and being a yeah. dick in these last moments. So she's trying to walk him out. He's like, nah. She said, yes, nah. They're going back and forth. The whole shit's yeah, so crazy. Like, simultaneously walking up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So, yeah. She kicks him to the curb and he's yep. got to go. My question during this moment, Chris wasn't anticipating going home mm-hmm. at this moment. So does he now have to go back to the suite and, and like pack, pack his, his bags? <laughs> front of all the guys that, oh my god oh oh that is awkward. i can't imagine unless that. unless they all have their stuff packed already because it was rose ceremony the next day maybe because and they're going to the bahamas the next right. day so maybe oh maybe yeah, yeah. i hope to yeah. god because if not then that shit is just so yeah. awkward and i don't wish that on no. anybody to have to walk back in that room and tell the guys yep i'm going home and i need to pack my mm-hmm. stuff crazy um so yeah becca during her voiceover as he's like walking down the street whatever she just said i think chris is a very angry Mm -hmm. person he's not someone i would want to raise children with or want in my life this was my becca ui (laughs) because she does not hold back she does not mince her words I am still mad at the Bachelor producers for robbing Becca of her moment to whoop Ari's ass when he broke up with her. They brought those goddamn cameras in her face so she couldn't really act out in the way that a woman would when a man is telling them that he's breaking up an engagement to go for this whack (laughs) other bitch. 
<laughs> and so they completely robbed her of that moment. And so now I think she's just out here just speaking mm-hmm. her mind. Like, I don't give a shit. He is an angry person. He's not raising my kids. Like, all the terrible things that you say yeah. about a man who's just here trying to vibe for your love. Oh she just said him and doesn't give a That's fuck. That's horrible to say, but I mean, it is not why. It's not why. Mm-hmm. And she really out here. So, Becca UI, I like that. I like that little moment of hers. Um, so, time for the cocktail party. And the guys, you know, there's a few guys who haven't really seen or talked to Becca much, so they're looking forward to getting to, mm-hmm. you know, plead their final cases with her. Connor is wearing the biggest, stupidest, dumbest bow tie I've ever seen. Was he? I don't... He's, he's another one who buttons his shirt down to the fourth button, so I don't pay attention to what mm-hmm. he's wearing. It was a big old floppy black bow tie. Oh it made me realize that I just don't like bow ties. Mm. I'm not a bow tie person. Sorry, Diggy. Listening. Yeah, sorry, Dickie. I think bow tie. If you're doing, if you're wearing a tuxedo, a tuxedo, yes, then it's a very or you're nice. going to like a formal event and it's part of it. Mm-hmm. I get it, but this casual bow tie thing mm-hmm. that they're doing, it just doesn't work for me. It just looks stupid. Um, so yeah, the guys are sitting down. They're ready for their cocktail party. Uh, uh. Who comes walking around the corner? Chris Harrison mm-hmm. <laughs> comes right on their parade. And as soon as you saw him come, you already know there ain't gonna be no nope. cocktail party. And poor Connor just keeps getting screwed. He seems like he'll never get time to talk. <laughs> he don't never. He's always banking oh on the cocktail yeah, party. He, is. he stays banking on a, ba- a cocktail That's party. That's why yeah, his buttons they... are unbuttoned all the way down. Because he needs like, something. He needs something to go off of. <laughs> to go off of. Because it ain't his conversation with Becca. Because they are never having any. Because she keeps canceling these cocktail parties. <laughs> Oh my god. So they go smooth into the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. Becca knows who she's sending home, so she's not wasting no time. Going into the rose ceremony, Colton and Leo both already have roses. Um, Becca arrives. Oh, and, and Jason too. Rose. And oh yeah, and Jason already has a rose. So Becca arrives. First rose goes out to Garrett. Oh, of course. Surprise, surprise. Always gets one of the first roses. Um, then to Blake, who we mm-hmm. love. And then the last rose is up for grabs. And we have Wills, Lincoln, and Connor are left. And the final rose goes to Wills. Yay! Very exciting. So Connor and Lincoln are going mm-hmm. home. So now, Connor got a nice little exit package where he got to talk to the camera mm-hmm. and talk about, you know, how sad he is, blah, blah, blah. Lincoln didn't get no exit package. We didn't even see him hug <laughs> Becca. We didn't see a mm-hmm. hug. We didn't, see, we didn't get a final moment of nothing, Lincoln at all. Not, nothing at all. <laughs> not a damn mm-hmm. thing. Fuck Lincoln yep. and his sexual assault charge, who should have never been on this show any goddamn nope. way. And the Bachelor producers, they knew better than to give him yeah. any final screen time or anything whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's it yeah. for him. Good luck, bro. Good luck with your ankle bracelet. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> See ya never. Oh, Lord. Um, and then at the end, Becca announces that they're going to the Bahamas next week. Yay. And that was the episode. That was it. That was it. We did have a little preview at the end. Mm-hmm. We see Becca and Blake dancing, uh-huh. having fun. 
we see Becca and Colton on a boat. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of kissing with Garrett. Gross. We also see Wills in a leopard shirt. We do, you know, he's branching out again with those fashion choices. You Branch know, I not again. It. You really do. And I, I liked it yeah. actually. I did. Yeah. I, I liked it. I thought it was a good look for him. Um, and basically next week we just see the guys just continuing to unravel mm-hmm. and go nuts mm-hmm. and um, it's getting down to the wire. We have like what six, seven guys left. Not that yeah. many guys left, so it's getting real. And that was the episode, guys. As always, we want to remind you to rate, review, subscribe. Keep in mind our contest that we have coming. Um, We do want you to, in the next two weeks, go and rate us, review us on iTunes. We will pick a random uh, reviewer on Thursday, July 19th, to be able to come on the show and kiki with us. So definitely run over and do your rate in reviewing if you haven't already. And hit us up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter is the number two BLK girls, the number one Rose. And email us, especially for this episode if you live in Virginia. Email us yes. at uh, the number two <laughs> black girls, the number one Rose at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And hit us up on Facebook too. And hit us up on Facebook. And that's it, guys. We'll be back next Next week, week. as always. Very, very exciting. It's getting good. This was a good episode. It was petty as shit, but it was uh, was good, actually. Good Good stuff. A lot of content. Good job. All right, that's it. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.